What is going on, everybody? What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdwide Podcast. Of course, this is number 11, numero... I don't know. I don't know how 11 is Spanish, but this is the 11th one, the first technical episode of 2021, and we're going to start this one off with a somewhat of a a dull episode. Uh, not a whole lot of happened in the first couple of weeks of uh, uh, 2021, but as always, I'm your host Tyler Haynes with my man, the co-host, Mr. Chris Rivers. How's it going, Tyler? Man, it is. It's going. You know, we're we're recording on a Sunday this time. Uh, nothing too crazy. Then you know, not a whole lot of the news, uh, entertainment-wise for us. Right. <laughs> There's a, always a lot going on in the news. What, what a week. <laughs> right. Uh, but quick housekeeping before we catch up with each other. Our Patreon is live. Patreon.com slash nerdwine. If you want to help out, you can help out that way and do a little bit extra more. There's different tiers you can do there. It's all on Patreon.com slash nerdwide. But Chris, I've got to know, how has your 2021 been so far? Uh, well, not quite as bad as 2020, but well, man, not a lot's changed yet. So. <laughs> that is the truth, man. It's uh, so we're as of recording, we're 10 days into 21. Um, I know you've had your your break over the transitioning from 2020 2021 how was that what have we been watching what we've been playing what's uh what's Um, been like it was nice it was nice to have that break uh i didn't get to as much stuff as i wanted to get to i did start working my way through getting caught up with some of the arrowverse stuff yeah um and uh you know, gaming-wise, I kind of took a pause on Cyberpunk and, and Assassin's Creed. I've been doing a lot of Madden rebuilds <sighs> with, uh, in franchise mode. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anything to do with the playoffs at all? or? Uh, no. 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 My, my guys lost today, so. Yeah, that's uh, a very unfortunate. Listen, we could do our own little podcast just on the NFL. Um Today's game with the Titans was not anything that it should have been, and I don't, I don't understand it at all, really. All right. uh, let's see what we've been. We didn't get that house that we wanted, which is, you know, is what oh, it is. Nice. Yeah, so we're actually listing the house this week. As you can see, each week that we do this, if you're a video watcher, uh, we my background here is dwindling. I mean, this shelf is empty. There's nothing on top of the mini fridge besides my Iron Man Build a Bear. Um, and we're just kind of dwindling on the, uh, on the house. So we, we listed this week. So hopefully we get good news there. Uh, COVID this week at the hospital has been dwindling a little bit. We're expecting our Christmas surge. Uh, it should, you know, if it's going to be there, we're going to be here by Wednesday. And then of course, after that will be the new year's day surge. We're all crossing our fingers. That doesn't happen. So we will see. Um, let's see anything else happened this have week. you gotten the uh when do you get the second dose of the vaccine that will be next wednesday i get it on the uh okay. let me see the 20th because it's the tw- if you got the Pfizer, it would be this week but i got moderna so it's an extra week out which and they're saying that it's a uh side effects are a little bit worse for most people 
as far as like you feel fatigued and feverish, but it only lasts like 24 hours. And I don't like to feel sick. That's not one of my things. So <laughs> hopefully nothing crazy happens that way. <sighs> At least it's only 24 hours though. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be much worse. I, I could have it. I've got a, a good buddy of mine who's got it right now. And I talk to him daily just to see how it's like, you know, how, how he's doing, him and his girlfriend are doing. And uh, he's, he's having a little rough one there. But enough Hell about yeah. the depressing news. Let's get into something a little bit more exciting. Uh, you said you're watching a little bit more of the Arrowverse shows. Let's just transition into our TV uh, topic here. Uh, how far have you gotten? What's been surprising you? What have you enjoyed more? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I haven't gotten very, very far. I'm, I put on the last season of Arrow. Yeah. And I'm about five episodes in. So. It's a it's a different one, but that that season though, yeah. Chris is uh, they bring everybody back, like everyone that you didn't think would be back is in that season. Uh, but I'm not gonna spoil anymore because like the way they do it is so well done. Of course, I mean they they showed out for the last season, and I don't know if it was a um, you know a Stephen Amell thing or if it was just a time for that show to end, which. Still tweets their own, but we'll get into some more Green Arrow stuff here in a minute. Listen, I've been watching one of the best shows that have ever been made this weekend. So, really, there I don't know if you know about this movie. It was made in the '80s. Um, they made like three or four of them. They even did like a remake a couple years back, kind of, sorta. Uh, it's called The Karate Kid. You know, they did one, two, and three, then Karate Kid, the next generation. Yeah. And then just Karate Kid with uh, Jackie Chan and Jaden Pinkett Smith. Wait, Jaden Smith, excuse me. Jada Pinkett Smith is the mom. Anyways, so uh, a couple of years back in 2018, there was a YouTube Red show called Cobra Kai. It signed on for two seasons. I don't know exactly what happened. I haven't researched it all, but it is 20 years later from the karate kid chris listen listen chris you've got all the same actors all the same actresses you've got the 80s music you've got the 80s feel but in our time and it's from the um you know ralph macchio is like an executive producer and you've got the guy that plays johnny lawrence i never remember his name because i don't think i've ever seen him anything else but it's essentially he's the main character and mm-hmm. it's, it starts place 20 years from the kick, you know, the illegal kick, Chris, because that was definitely not illegal. Anyways, so there's three seasons up Their Netflix ended up buying this show. And so they put them all on Netflix. They're all 30 minute episodes. Well, besides the, the premiere episode five and episode 10, because there's 10 episodes in each. And those are like 41 episodes. <laughs> Chris, the show is so addicting. And it is so yep. good. Oh, man. I can't. Like, this is one of those shows that I cannot recommend enough. And if I would have watched it last year, it would have been in my top. Like, it might have been one or two of our top five predictions, which you can now find at youtube.com slash nerdwide or podcasting services around the world. Uh, but it is. Oh, man. I, I can't recommend it enough. Like, and they're just so good. Oh, anyways, that's, that's Cobra Kai. Need to watch it. I advise everyone to watch I- it. I need to check it out because I, I watched the first three films. Oh, they, um, they do such a good job with grew them. Up especially, especially on the first two. Yeah, grew up on those. Those were 
fun watches all the time. So it just, it just they, they do it the so well. Film. I love it. I I don't know if you're aware. Have you seen the the original movies? Mm-hmm. Oh, you have. Oh yeah. So you're aware the third film was one of the early roles for Hilary Swank. Yes. And yeah, so that was kind of cool. But there's like it's they yep. they will do it, and then like you, like they do clips from the movies, like to kind of kind of mm-hmm. catch you up on it. And the way that they do it, it's it's seamless. Like I, I'm telling you, there is not. Someone mentioned on Twitter that it's like a. Uh, have you ever watched the movie Mean Girls? Yeah, it's like uh, they say it's a mix between Mean Girls and Karate Kid, which I don't like that description of it because it's not so much. I mean, it's a. They both have kids, and so like their right. kids are obviously very engrossed into the story, and like it's between that and then there's a. Uh, oh, I, I just I can't ruin it. They're so good. You you have to watch it, and like they go by so fast. We started watching this Thursday morning, before work because a buddy at the gym recommended it to me. And he says, oh, he goes, are you watching anything right now? I was like, yes, I'm catching up on these, that, and that. And he said, oh, no. He said, you watch Cobra Kai. And so I watched the first one. Jamie and I watched it that morning um, because she's been wanting to watch it too, apparently. And we just, we can't stop. We're almost done. <laughs> so, like, almost done. Like, we're, we've got two, ep- well, an episode and a half, and we're done. And they haven't even started writing season four yet. And I'm like, well, so <laughs> this is this is my pain. This is my life That's now. perfect, though. You'll be... F- You'll be finished in time for WandaVision. Oh, so Chris, I didn't even think about that. But guys, hold off before we get to that thought. Speaking of something else that's also in the Marvel Universe, Loki Season 2 is in the works with creator Michael Waldron to return. I am going over to movieweb.com for this story by Ryan Scott. It appears that Loki will be will not be a one-and-done series on Disney Plus after all. Tom Hiddleston is reprising his role as Thor's Never do never do well, brother, in the upcoming show, which will debut on the streaming service later this year. I'm going to go down here to the quote. Let's see. It was recently reported that Michael Waldron has also been tapped to write a Star Wars movie for Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige, who is in producing and developing the project for Lucasfilm. Waldron also signed a larger, larger deal with Disney that will see him working with the studio. Within one of the reports making the announcement, it was said that the deal is also expected to bring back Waldron in some capacity for season two of Loki. That implies heavily that Disney and Marvel are planning a second season of the series on the same level. This is great mm-hmm. news because it is. Yeah. I mean, from the trailer that we've seen, it's going to be a phenomenal show, and they are going to do the uh, the Mandalorian effect, is what I'm going to call it, where they drop an episode a week. So we're going to keep up the hype. We're going to keep up the excitement, and that makes me excited. If they, especially that the uh, they're they're tapping the same creator for it, means that they enjoy what he's done, especially if Kevin Feige has tapped him again and and to direct a Star Wars film. So I'm all in. Yeah. Um. Next one we have here is, we were talking about Green Arrow earlier, the CW has passed on Arrow spinoff Green Arrow in the Canary series. I am going to the Hollywood Reporter that broke this, and this one is by Leslie Goldberg. Chris, I'm not going to spoil anything, but light spoilers for those who have not finished Green Arrow yet. Green Arrow and the Canaries marks the true end of the DC Comics series that started the network's so-called Arrowverse. It is the true end of an Arrow era at the CW. See, I tried to put that in there. <laughs> the network has passed on ordering Arrow spinoff Green Arrow and the Canaries to series. 
The drama, which aired as a backdoor pilot during the flagship's final season last year, followed the women of Arrow, Katha McNamara's Mia Smoke slash Green Arrow, and the Canaries, Katie, Katie Cassidy's Laurel Lance, and Juliana Harkavy's Dinah Drake. The news comes nearly a year after Arrow wrapped its eight-season run on the CW. The Stephen, the Stephen Amell starrer helped launch the DC Comics era at the Mark Pedowitz's younger skewing broadcast network. So, that says then goes on with Arrow from executive producers Greg Berlanti and Mark Guggenheim. The series launched the so-called Arrowverse that consists of the Flash, Legends, uh, Black Lightning, everything we love and know that we don't have to talk about. That's rough, man. Uh, they yeah. were. I know you're not quite there yet, but once you get to the finale, you kind of see that they, this is what they were planning to do was to kind of try and do their own little spinoff. Uh, obviously, it's not working out, but I want to go to uh, Catherine McNamara, who plays Mia Smoke, what she said on Twitter. Uh, Catherine, Mc this is from Fandom First. It says she is heartbroken that Green Arrow and the Canaries isn't going forward. She would love to play on the journey. So this is what her, her tweet said. Needless to say, I'm heartbroken. I would have loved to go on the jury with go on the journey with Mia Smoke. Thanks to everyone for the love and support. And then she came up uh, an hour later after that. From Black Star to Star City, thank you for letting me be a part of your story, even for a little while. What seemed a dawning hood to fill seemed like family, and I have nothing but love and gratitude for everyone who was a part of bringing her to life. And it's a bunch of behind-the-scenes photos of all of her co-stars and you know her and Stephen Amell. That sucks, man. That's uh, she. I I don't know if how far into Mia Snoke are you? Are you heavy in? Not her? very, not very far. Yeah, not I very far. I started to really enjoy her character, and I feel like once we got to the crisis episodes, I really enjoyed her character. Uh, but it's, I mean, it happens. They they tried doing a supernatural spinoff, as well, multiple times, and those never came to fruition either. So CW is is a little little harsher on their uh, spinoffs, if you will. I don't really count Flash as a spinoff, though. Yeah, I see that. I mean, you do wonder if if this is the final thing or if it's because it says the CW passed on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Warner Brothers' other properties are going up on HBO Max. They need help with that platform, so. Maybe Chris. I know the set. I didn't even think about her, it. <laughs> according to her statement, it's done. But right. we don't know for sure. I mean, something could change. I mean, Star Girl was originally on uh, HBO Max. Now it's on hmm. CW. Could I mean? Could this be the opposite effect and come to HBO Max and find a, uh, a fan service there? I mean, if. Green Arrow could always be a little bit darker, and it was darker starting out. I wonder if you go back to the darker approach and put it on HBO Max, where mm -hmm. you're not, you know, you don't have to follow those big guidelines. Chris, I like it, and if they do it, I'm telling you, either we're we're psychic or they just need to hire us. I'm, either or is kind of cool. So. <laughs> or both, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> uh, and as far as releases this week, there is, of course. WandaVision, and it is a two-episode premiere that premieres January 15th. It is Friday, and uh, it starts Phase 4, where we should have started it last year in 2020 in May. We are now getting it 2021 in January with WandaVision instead of Black Widow. 
still don't know how I feel about that and if it's going to tie in at all. But they had a new TV spot today, Chris, and it mm-hmm. looks so good. I, yeah, I, I, I saw can't that. wait. That was... Oh, yeah, because they did it during the, uh, the Titans today. Yeah. Oh, man, it's yeah. great. All right, Chris, what we got for movies this week? Well, first off, have you watched anything? Is there... Uh, let's see, movies. No, I don't think over, even over the past two weeks, I don't think, because we watched a lot of movies during that, uh, the AT&T bombing. And we, did we talk about Sweeney Todd and everything? I'm pretty sure. Last, yeah, yeah. last week it came up. So we, uh, other than those three movies, nothing really crazy. We just, it's yeah. all been Cobra Kai. <laughs> what about you, sir? All right. Uh not really. Not not as of uh not as of this week anyway. Uh I did watch one that we'll talk about in a separate episode. Ooh. You know. Uh Good old Wonder Woman 1984. Yes, that's going to be a, uh, a one-off nerd-wide review. <laughs> An exciting so, one might I add. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, thrilling. So <laughs> Our first story <laughs> comes from IGN's Joseph Noop, um, titled Zack Snyder has no plan to make more DC movies after Justice League's Snyder Cut. It says director Zack Snyder says he has no plans to make more DC movies after the release of the Snyder Cut of Justice League in an interview with comic book debate via Collider. Snyder commented on the matter of future films while leaving the door open for the future. Look, I never thought I'd be here doing this. I didn't think I'd be finishing Justice League. The truth is, and it's been widely reported, and I have no issue, this is an old movie. This is a years-old movie. Um, this, is, this is a years-old movie that I'm working on. The DC Universe has gone and branched off and done its own thing, and that's fine. As far as what I did and as far as what my vision for what I wanted to do with these characters and the journey I wanted them to go on, It's well known I planned on more movies, five movies or something, but I'm busy. I've got a lot going on. Is it cool that the fans have so much faith in the trajectory? Yes, it's amazing, and I couldn't be happier, and I'm excited for them to see Justice League so they can really drink the entire elixir of Justice League. But would I continue? I have no plan to. Like I said, I didn't think I'd be here, so who knows? Um, What what just what a cool thing, though. I've got, you know, am I excited for fans to keep drinking the elixir? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, there, there is another nugget in this story. Um, first off, that Snyder cut of Justice League is supposed to drop in March on HBO Max. Um, it's going to include... <laughs> You, you might want to make sure make sure you go to the bathroom before you sit down to watch it. Right. 100, 150 minutes of previously unseen footage. I'm so Two and a half excited. hours of previously unseen footage. Now, there the other nugget in here, though, was um, Ray Fisher mm-hmm. of, you know, of the Justice League, Cyborg, 
has said he will not work with these with DC Films President Walter Hamada again after Fisher accused Hamada of enabling a toxic work environment under Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's been a big, you know, back and forth over the past several months now, uh, especially since this uh, the DC Snyder cut has come out yeah. or been talked about. Uh, he, I think there was an article recently saying that he is still in the Flash, but they they kind of like write him out of it though, somehow, some way, because he's right. already filmed things for it. But as far as like this story goes, I'm I mean I'm still excited for the Justice League. Uh, I'm excited to see what Zack Snyder does in the future. Do we get more 300 movies? Probably not. But do we see Snyder come to Marvel? I mean, if this if this movie, be, I, do we? He's think, obviously a fanboy. Yeah, I mean, do we think this is going to be a, a saving grace for uh, Justice League, or for the DC uh, extended universe? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think everyone's I, on the same I, plane there. I don't think so because I think the ship sailed on it already. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think people are going to watch the Snyder Cut, and if they love it, well, you've already had these other movies done. His mm-hmm. vision for what he wanted to do and how he wanted it to play out is gone. You can't get that back. The timing's completely shot now. So they they it's it's sort of like you remember Heroes. Mm-hmm. Just a phenomenal the show. TV show. When when Tim Kring started that show, his vision for it was have the first season play out like it did. And then season two, he would only bring back two or three characters to carry over and we'd meet all new people outside of that. And he was going to do that year after year. The show became so popular that NBC pulled him in and said, no, you got to find a way to bring these characters back. Mm. So three years in, it starts getting stale. People are like, we don't want to keep seeing these same people. And the fourth season was its last. And I think we're kind of running into that with, with this, where Zack Snyder had this vision someone came in and stopped that vision and you're left with the rubble, so to speak, because he didn't get to carry out what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's a, and that's a real good analogy. I just, it's going to be a long new movie of justice league and justice League's already a long movie as is. So I mean, of course, before this comes out, I'm going to rewatch justice league just, uh, to see what is different, compare, contrast, if you will. Of course, we will do a Justice League review episode as well. But this is uh, it's unfortunate, man. I, I, Zack Snyder's a, a phenomenal director, but it's it's Warner Brothers, obviously, that's the issue. Because I mean, look at all their other movies that have you know since come out after that. You got lucky with Shazam. Shazam was so good. Right. Flash can't keep a director. Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. I mean, stay tuned for our review of stay that. T- but <laughs> but the first, but the first one was good. Oh, it's phenomenal. Right? And Aquaman. It's 
Aquaman, I I tell everybody if you like if you enjoyed early two thousands superhero movies, then you will love Aquaman. But if if you're used to the Marvel movies, then no. (laughs) For whatever reason, right? The problem seems to be with Warner Brothers. As far as Zack Snyder was, the the problem seems to be Zack Snyder wasn't Christopher Nolan. Right. Because Chris, Christopher Nolan, I think, kind of came in when they were looking for someone to helm the Dark Knight trilogy and said, this is how I'm doing it, or I'm leaving. Like, there's no option. It's ironclad. I'm doing my movies. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't feel like either Zack Snyder didn't have that pull or they didn't take him seriously. So they just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they messed with it. And it's it's shot the whole thing. It just and you could say that Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, is the iconic and staple for the Batman movies. But I mean, we still have Ben Affleck coming back for Batman and the Flash, and you also have uh, Michael Keaton coming back as Batman and the Flash. So Oh, and then we have the Robert Pattinson. Oh, we got the Robert Pattinson movie. God, that's supposed to come out this year too. Oh. See, I think that's another part of I think that's another part of the DC problem. I know they said they didn't want to do things the same way as Marvel. But you just named off three different Batmans for three different stories. Mm-hmm. You, you you don't need that. You can get away if one's on TV and one's in theaters. Right. You know, if if Gotham were still going on, they could have that on, and then they could have a Batman film. But you've you've got three different Batman stories going on with three different actors portraying Batman, and it's just it's too much. I do wonder. Here's a little speculation here, and again, if this comes to fruition, on uh, and this becomes real, I'm going to sue somebody or just ask for a job. But we're, you know, suspecting that the Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint. Well, I think it's already been but confirmed it's Flashpoint. What if, you know, when he goes to the, the past and or future and changes things, we start off with Ben Affleck. We come out with Robert Pattinson. What if Robert Pattinson is secretly in this movie? And then that movie is a DCEU Batman. And see how we do it? It kind of resets everything a little bit. See? God, you just can't take it yeah. anywhere. <laughs> Could be. Look, we'll have to see. Um, and and look, part of DC's problem too is they never developed that many characters. They always, they always kept it Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Then they brought in some people to flesh out the Justice League, and they kind of leaned on those. Whereas Marvel, when they started with superheroes in, in the early 60s, bringing that back, they were creating a plethora of characters, and they just kept developing those characters. The biggest success DC had was Batman, in part because of the rogues gallery, because of all the unique villains mm-hmm. that they had. But they never had that that whole gambit of superheroes um, like Marvel did. And so now when they have a chance to use those intellectual properties, they don't have anything in the cupboard but these select few. Right. 
gotta hit the big hitters to to get the views. Eesh. All right, from comicbook.com and hey. some fella named Charlie Ridgely. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange two halts production amid UK lockdowns. Uh, with coronavirus cases surging once again and hospitals becoming overwhelmed, the UK has started yet another wave of lockdowns in order to keep citizens safe. And this means most film projects throughout the country have to hit pause on production while things calm down, including the highly anticipated Marvel Studios sequel, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. The Sam Raimi-directed project has been filming in England, but that changed with the new lockdown orders according to one of its stars. Elizabeth Olsen will be reprising her Marvel role as Scarlet Witch in the new Doctor Strange film, appearing alongside Benedict Cumberbatch's Sorcerer Supreme. Olsen appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live on Tuesday night to promote her new Marvel TV series, WandaVision, and confirmed Doctor Strange had stopped filming for the time being. Um, that's basically it. I mean, it goes into detail about who's on WandaVision and who's in the Strange movie and it does say it arrives in theaters, we think, right? Mm -hmm. March 25th of 2022. Hopefully. Do, hopefully do by we then see everything's... It, right. Somewhat back to normal. Do we see right. this pushing that release date back? Or do you think that it's not going to so. do as much? Okay. And I, I, I mean, hope you got not. over a year. Yeah. I guess I mean I guess they're maybe I mean they're still early on in filming, but there's still a lot of things you can do. And I mean, do we think that they only, pack up and move and go somewhere else? They could. I mean, they could at least do studio work in L.A. or something. But mm -hmm. your only other concern about a delay would be if a lot of these people are in high demand. Mm -hmm. So. If they have other projects lined up, they can't delay those projects just for this. I bet so they'll have to come, one of them. Right. They'll have to come back to this when their schedule has another opening. That's the only concern. Oh. But I don't think it'll be that big of a delay. I'm sure listen, I'm sure Marvel's got all that figured out anyways. Especially when this started happening, they probably said, Okay, this is what we need to do and um, we're just gonna have to make it happen. I'm um, gonna have to go get the time stone, right? And go back. go back to 2019, and whoever made the coronavirus the in the lab. Use, oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> any new movies coming out this week, Chris? <laughs> no, no, we're uh, we're light again. Yeah, it's early. I mean, early 2021. I expect February is when we start picking things up, but. This is breaking news. That was like that was more uh, combat actually. Um, I'm going to twitter.com slash Brandon Davis BD, of course, of comicbook.com. He got to watch uh, the pressers or the, the screeners for the first two episodes of WandaVision, and of course he's been interviewing the the stars of them all weekend, and then he got to interview Kevin Feige this today. I uh, just wanted to bring in a couple stories that he said about them. I've only got uh, three of them we'll talk about. 
He tweets, The Secret Invasion Disney Plus series won't have as many characters as the comics, but a lot of the same elements. Still excited. I'm still all in. And mm-hmm. then, uh, I can't stand him and his uh, anecdotes here. Next one is, Kevin Feige's confidence in Black Widow dropping in May is a bit uh, reserved, but he's definitely hopeful. Don't like that. I don't like that at all. Because, uh, you know, of course you can't have any definites, but I do not want this pushback right. anymore. But, you know, they're waiting for theaters. I get that. That's where a lot of your money comes in. I understand that. Uh, and then this one, Chris, I thought that you really enjoyed this. Is Kevin Feige says some of the Spider-Man 3 rumors and theories are right on the money. Others are way off. <laughs> you got, so you, we're right. Yeah. And you, you've got to love Feige. And the way he explains things, you know what I mean? Oh, man. Right. Uh, now, for our last topic of the day, Chris, you were talking about, you know, of course, we do like what you're watching, what you're seeing, what you're playing. You talked about you haven't really been playing a lot of Cyberpunk and Valhalla, uh, but you've been playing a lot of Madden. And Help me out here. You said you were rebuilding. What does, mm-hmm. uh, what do, what does that entail and what does that mean as someone who has only played Madden like three years ago. Uh, basically, you, you drop in the franchise, you take over whichever team, uh, and you the game will let you play if you want to. I don't recommend this. <laughs> it'll let you play up to... It'll let you play up to, I think, 30 seasons in franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the idea of a rebuild is you, you want to pick a team that has... Some issues. So, like your Steelers, okay, right? Here we go. You're 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 way over the salary cap beyond this year. Okay. You've got you've got an aging O line, an aging starting quarterback, but you have some young players like T.J. Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick. So the idea with the rebuild would be, you need to get the parts in place to replace the aging stars, get the salary cap money down, stay competitive see how many Super Bowls you can win over, say, the next five to ten years. Hmm. That's that's the, the point, is you, you identify the problems, you try and fix them within the game as basically a general manager. Develop your players. That's actually pretty cool. That, I mean, that'd it be is, fun. Because, yeah. like, I mean, it's a big strategy. And, like, and if you do it well in Madden or whatever, well, you could just call, uh, you know, old, you know, Aruni up. Hey, uh, I'm just letting you know I've played this in Madden. I've run the simulations, all right? Here's what you got to do. And uh, trust me, uh, I'm, on a, I'm on a pretty popular podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, the cool thing about it, too, is some people do make – there's a couple of, um, of roster files for the – for this upcoming draft where people have gone in, they've created the entire draft class. Mm-hmm. So you can actually use Trevor Lawrence and a lot of these guys. Oh, all games. sunshine. Yeah. That's what I call them. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. It just, it does take a while. Yeah. That sounds fun. I, I probably will. Well, I've got on game pass. So I actually could play this, um, on the good old Xbox over here. As, as far as mm. I have been, I've been playing the usual suspects. I have not touched Cyberpunk or Assassin's Creed since we've watched the talk. I hate, I, I hate saying that about Assassin's Creed. I, I hate that. But um, I got Call of Duty, Cold War, 
I've been playing a lot. It's just it's your classic Call of Duty, same formula, rinse and repeat. It's just right. got that. It's just got its hooks synced into me right now. So I just that's just what I'm playing. And then uh, I've been playing Borderlands three with my brother again, doing the good old loot and shooting and having fun with that. <laughs> but talking about looting and shooting, we have got our first notable news here is that Nintendo is buying Luigi's Mansion three developer Next Level Games. Don't know how that transitioned over, but we made it work. We are going on to Polygon.com. This is by Owen S. Good. Nintendo has acquired Next Level Games, the makers of Luigi's Mansion 3 on the Nintendo Switch, the company announced on Tuesday. Vancouver-based Next Level has delivered seven titles published by Nintendo, going back to Super Mario Strikers for the GameCube in 2005. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. A statement from Nintendo said that a number of owner-directors of Next Level recently determined that the time is right for them to sell their shares. The company expects that a closer relationship with the studio will deliver an anticipated improvement in development, speed, and quality. Nintendo says the deal will close by March 1st. Uh, Next Level's Luigi's Dimensions 3, which launched October 31st, 2019, was a critical and commercial success, selling 7.83 million copies worldwide as of November. Next Level also won awards for Luigi's Mansion 3 at the Game Awards 2019, the Dice Awards, and the BAFTA Game Awards in 2020. Uh, and founded in 2002 is when the studio developed 2009's Punch-Out! Reboot for the Wii. So, a little bit of good news there. Again, it's been a light gaming couple of weeks here. Uh, and this one comes in a, a little bit of real world. Because we try to stay keep politics as much out of this as we can. But this kind of comes into this next news story. Twitch removes the PogChamp emote following the capital attack. Chris, now I don't know how much you are you watch live streams and Twitch and things like that. But one of the best and most popular emotes is the PogChamp. It's just a, it's a dude with his mouth open, like just excited, like, oh my God, surprise, I can't believe that just happened. Uh, it usually happens when a big play happens, something surprising, something cool, you know, whatever you want it to be. We're going back over to comicbook.com for this story by Aaron Perrine. Twitch decided to remove the PogChamp emote today following some comments from a popular personality. The person responsible for the viral sensation said some incendiary things, incendiary things about the day's events on social media. This is about the capital attack. Uh, this is credit mm. to Twitch partner Sabi Kills for bringing awareness to it first. But Twitch made the decision to respond to the social media outcry after fans discovered those messages. Over the last 10 months, you could barely operate on most social media without encountering the, Pong Ch the Pong Champ meme. For streamers, they're, sa they're sad to be missing the emote, but understand the platform's decision in the moment. Twitch has been putting forth the effort to deploy its terms of service more ev evenly. As a result, there's been an increased push for respecting diverse communities on the app. Uh, and this is uh, Twitch's uh, response. We've made the decision to remove the PogChamp emote following statements from the face of the emote encouraging further violence after what took place in the capital today, they began. We want the sentiment and the use of Pog to leave on. Its meaning is much bigger than the person depicted or the image itself, and it has a big place in Twitch culture. However, we can't in good conscience continue to enable the use of this image. We will work with the community to design a new emote for the most hype moments of Twitch. Before we get into that, put a pin in that, I want to go to the tweet of the face that, of the PogChamp. He said, Will there be a civil unrest for the woman who is executed inside the Capitol today, or will the MAGA martyr die in vain? The video will be aired soon, or banned.video, and their, uh, their resistance.video, and it sounds pretty gruesome. So, 
unpinned that statement earlier. Twitch said, we will work with the community to design a new emote for the most hype moments of Twitch. What they came out and said after this report was uh, was written and everything, they came out and said, for the next 24 hours, we are going to, well, for the next, I think, several weeks, for every 24 hours, there's going to be a new PogChamp emote of their creators on their website. And I thought that was awesome for them to do. So you got different diversity that ways that way. Uh, I am right. extremely glad that they did this. I mean, obviously, they're taking input back what they're hearing from uh, the creators and fans and actually implementing it as they should have. Um, you know, it's not the most exciting news story, but it's good for Twitch for doing this. And it's a, it's a step in the right direction for them over the past several years of them having so many controversial things happening and banning not some people, but not others. So, but it's a good thing. And the, the whole capital attack is a whole other conversation yeah <laughs> yeah definitely um yeah i'll just say yeah <laughs> so i i i uh took part in a conversation at work mm. um with someone on the uh on the opposing viewpoint yeah and it's and uh yeah we cut that short real yeah. quick that's a good call uh and cutting it short as far as new releases for video games there's only one we've got here and that is it's worth mentioning and it's scott pilgrim versus the world the game the complete edition that comes out on playstation 4 xbox one switch stadia pc and that launches on january the 14th uh, we don't start hitting our big video game releases until Earliest is about mid-February to early March. Uh, didn't have any Twitter questions for you guys today out on the internet. It's, it's a pretty short episode, light episode this week, if you will, just due to um, everything that's happened in the world, well, in our country, rather. And it being the beginning of the year. Companies are starting to ramp up, starting to get ready for everything. I do expect our next couple of weeks we're going to get some some big hitter news stories, especially out of Marvel. I have a I have a good feeling we're going to get something new after Friday. After Friday, so by the time we record our next episode, um, but we had some good yeah, discussions Marvel's, on DC today. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Marvel's probably waiting for certain things to be revealed in episodes that are coming up um, before they drop news related to those things. Mm -hmm. Classic fashion that they do. You know how we, how they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But guys, that is it for NerdWide episode 11. Thank you so much for listening and watching, and we hope you enjoyed the conversations we had today, and we hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of NerdWide Podcast. As always, don't forget to share all of your favorite social media platforms and don't forget to rate and review on whatever you are looking at. If you're on YouTube, hit the bell. That's how you get notifications of when we post new content. As always, give us a thumbs up if you liked it. Uh, if you didn't like it, give us a comment instead of the thumbs down because it kind of hides the, the stuff. But we want to know why you didn't like it so we can figure out what we can do better. And you can follow us on social media. You can follow the NerdWide account at nerd underscore wide. You can follow me at Ty underscore Haynes. And you can follow Chris at MavTN7. As always, this has been this week's NerdWide podcast, and we cannot wait to share our thoughts with you next week. Later, guys.